0: Everybody want to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. So keep your love. I don't get enough of it. Jesus just rose again. Listen to the kids. Welcome to Watching the Throne. A lyrical analysis of Kanye West. My name is Chris Lambert. My name is Travis Bean, and today is a beautiful, glorious, happy, happy day. Chris, you know why, right? Uh, It's because we have finally reached
1: the last song on the main track listing of Donda.
0: Is that it? Oh, well, that, I mean, that's also awesome. I I mean, personally, I'm happy because I'm going to be going to Cold Stone Creamery tonight. We've made plans. So I got a little date with my wife. Um, So I'm really excited about it. But actually, yeah, that's probably bigger news, what you just said. <laughs> I mean, that will be exciting. Cold
1: Stone yeah. Creamery is great. Do you have, like, the set ice cream that you get every time? Like, you know going in, what you're going yeah, to grab? I just tell them to combine everything. That's, like, my special.
0: That seems like an exaggeration. <laughs> you got a little waffle cone, a little Captain Crunch, uh, including the Crunch Berries. Basically, I throw all the cereal in there. That's kind of what I like to do.
1: <laughs> so you go to Cold Stone Creamery, you get a bowl of cereal, yep. you ask them to put some melted ice cream into it. Yeah, I bring my and own cereal. Then, uh, <laughs> that would be, <laughs> actually, I'm now picturing melted ice cream and
0: cereal Is that good or is that bad? It's it's delicious every time I have it. (laughs) Okay, good. Well, I'm happy for you. You think I would just stay home and make this and not spend money at Cold Stone?
1: Eh, It's more fun that way. You know, you get out of the house. Yeah, I like the experience. Do something.
0: Uh, Tonight, I will be
1: putting the final preparations on for the charity portion of Mm. our best kanye west song tournament deathmatch extreme 2021 Mm. we have eight special guests that have drafted teams of kanye songs to go head to head to see who has the team that lasts the longest in the Mm. tournament so whoever has the last song standing gets to pick where we donate
0: eight hundred dollars so that's pretty exciting I like, how, I like what you did there. First of all, you, like, one to me. Like, I'm going to be eating ice cream tonight, and you're going to be doing charity work. Um, <laughs> and second, I, I'm so excited for the 2021 Best Kanye West Sound Tournament Deathmetric Stream. Uh, but by the time people hear this episode, we'll be yep. several days into the tournament. So make sure you get in there and, and vote on your favorite songs.
1: Yeah, it's on Twitter. Just go to our Twitter, at Kanye Podcast, and you'll be seeing
0: 100, what is it, 187 songs. Something like that. Kanye, I never thought I would say this, but Kanye, you have too much music. <laughs> too many songs. Too
1: many songs. <laughs> too many good for the songs song tournaments. Too.
0: Like it wouldn't be so bad if there know. were some like shitty songs in there. But there are only like one or two shitty songs. Yeah, the rest are just bangers.
1: So that's fun. It's gonna go from December first to December twenty-fifth, and we'll crown the year five winner. Uh Runaway won in twenty seventeen, hmm. Blood on the Leaves in twenty eighteen. Devon in New Dress in 2019, and St. Pablo won in 2020. Wow. So we'll see what comes out on top this year. And also want to give a special shout-out to Fantano, uh, you know the guy that hosts The Needle Drop. Uh, Anthony was kind enough to uh, contribute to the charity pool. So the money that we'll be donating this year is up uh, over 50% from what we donated last year. So... Uh, thank you
0: to Fantano for making a contribution like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Love having him in the Kanye camp and being a part of what is, I mean, I don't want to overhype this, but the most important event of the year. <laughs> Hands
1: down. <laughs> Hands down. You know, it's uh, consistent year five and glorious. So Yeah, man. But speaking
0: of glorious, No Child Left Behind. Gosh. Oh, God, am I ready for this? I don't know if I can do this on justice. I mean, there, there aren't many lyrics, so, like, <laughs> there's only so much we can do. But, like, you might as well just, I mean, I think you should listen to the podcast, but you could also instead just listen to the song as many times as it takes you to listen to this episode, and it would be much more powerful.
1: <laughs> That's a great endorsement of the show. <laughs> like, but Listen to the accurate. song 20 times yeah and you'll be good you'll be like i get it it has seeped into my bones and become part of my marrow (laughs) and i no longer need to hear what these two have to say about the song these two uh these two (laughs) those two uh but (laughs) this is a song that's been uh, pretty big for you at least like Mm. early on in the donda experience right when this first premiered as part of the shakari richardson beats commercial um back in what Early July, uh, yeah, July nineteenth or something, ahead of the first listening party. Mm-hmm. This was something that was already exciting for you. And then when we were at the first listening party and this came on, you essentially
0: just were like, happy just, as can be, right? I, fl- I floated toward the top, towards the top of the stadium a week ahead of Kanye. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I just, I love this song to death. I that I remember because in the. Sh- shakari richardson commercial is just a snippet of the song uh but even like that little tiny portion like what i was hearing i was just so taken by it uh for many reasons like one of the big reasons was how ambient heavy it was and that's not something we're really used to with kanye uh not used to in hip-hop period just like how resounding um and full the sound is on it and it just, like, encompasses you, especially when you have headphones on. Like, it just becomes this very transcendent um, experience. And, and then on top of that, it, just hearing it at the first Atlanta live show, like, in, in that arena, like, really engulfing you. <laughs> uh, maybe a little too loud, but still, like, it's still pretty incredible to experience something hmm. like that. Um, and, and since then, I mean, I've continued to love it, but I, I think – I started to think of it as more of an epilogue song, like not a song song on Donda. Um, But after doing, so I came back to the song today. I I feel like I've taken a, a bit of a break from it because I've been so consumed with Donda and trying to figure out Donda and the ins and outs of like these really complex songs, like, you know, Off the Grid and Jesus Lord and Come to Life. But man, listening to No Child Left Behind today, like it took me right back to the very beginning. Um, But even more powerful now because it's, after everything we've talked about, like this song is, it's pure release and catharsis and beauty and glory and spirit. Like, I'm just, I'm blown away that it's able to so beautifully capture and cement everything the album's doing musically. Again, there aren't many lyrics, like, and what they're talking about, of course, is very interesting and we'll get into the importance of it all, but musically I just I don't know if there's another Kanye song like it (laughs) I mean I hate to say that because it's only three minutes long and it's mostly organ (laughs) but it's uh, yeah I'm just taken by it Uh, and I mean
1: what you're getting at with like that no yay song like it I think what you're getting at is just that degree of ambience and resonance that we get and There are other ambient songs on this album, right? But there's something about how gospel-centric this one is in terms of having that organ sound that's kind of like elevating and driving and you feel that degree of religiosity Mm -hmm. to this song. Like that there is a light like piercing down and no child left behind and Kanye is rising up. Like I think you get that sense of rising with how you have that one note that's kind of uh, driving through the song and adding a little bit more of a Sunday service vibe Mm -hmm. to the whole thing. Um, While also not being overwhelmed by a lot of other production elements or the choir coming in like I think back to 24 right and 24 is another song that's very like spacious it has that like church feel to it but it also has kind of like a good amount of sounds Mm -hmm. that are part of it and some layers and variety where this just feels a bit more like stripped down and open air it's kind of like a stadium without a dome Uh, kind of thing like I feel like you're just kind of open to the sky in this song and getting closer to the sky as you're going um and I can't think of I can think of other Kanye songs that have that religious lean to them right but Mm. maybe not other Kanye songs that have the ambience and religious lean that this has and the strip back dynamics and all of that
0: yeah it it, and just within all that like it is it sounds like a song that just does one thing the whole time, but it, it kind of does do something beautiful, which is that uh, the organ comes in really low and then that high note comes in, you know, and it, it that goes for a bit and it keeps like looping back and forth, like low, high, low, high. I mean, I feel like that perfectly captures a lot of what Condi's doing on the album, but just life in general and how we feel at the end of so many journeys. Like it is this like, push back and forth constantly like this the these these low moments where like you know you're counting on god or you're counting on people in your life or you're counting on yourself like you're trying to pull through and then these uplifting transcendent moments where you break through and, and you see like you know that next step i love how the music goes back and forth like that at the end of an album where we've seen so much of that so much positive and negative energy it's uh and not necessarily negative i guess but it just you know just the nature of life the highs and lows it's i don't it, the song kind of subtly uh gets at that that idea and it it has more complexity because it, it's not just like you know religious and spiritual it's something it's more it's like it's capturing life it's capturing what it's like to to be alive and like trying to make it you know and there's something
1: about the you mentioned the the repetition or that like that rhythm of the, the loop that happens on the song, which is not the first time he has done that on a religious inspired religion inspired closer. Hmm. You think back to Jesus as Lord and how Ye repeated kind of the same things. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess, Jesus is Lord. Mm. Jesus is Lord. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess. And as he's repeating those lyrics, you're also getting the, like all the, the orchestra instruments, all the brass instruments kind of coming back in and building up and looping and having this like power that's increasing and right before you get that crescendo on that song it cuts off where here you don't get the same cut off mm-hmm. so you get that you have like a little bit of a like closure to this in a way that you don't have on Jesus Lord but you have that similar sense of like building and power and feeling like some presence there
0: right yeah I love that yeah it's um and while I do feel like Jesus is Keen is an album where, like he fully comes to terms with God and is and is like in tune with God, there that kind of is that inkling of like there's a next step. like what where does Connie go from here? And Donda is, and I feel like we've talked about this several times. like it feels like the first album in a long time where like there is so much closure. Like Connie has reached this resting point. And, of course, like, th- there's always work you have to do in yourself. And, of course, there's more to do for Kanye. <laughs> like, he still have lots of problems in his life to tackle and lots of things he wants to accomplish. But, yeah, I-, I again, that's what I get from this song is, like, the release, the catharsis. Like, it, it's so cemented in a way that I don't think I've ever felt on a Kanye album before, including the end of Jesus is And It's, I don't know, it's just powerful in a different way that I can't explain.
1: And I feel like there's some structural aspects and some thematic aspects that even if uh whatchamacallit unconsciously like realized give some sense of closure to this like you think about the idea of No Child Left Behind uh the album's called Donda right that's one of the things that jumps out to me like kind of immediate with this being the last song is that Donda is Kanye's mom. She passed away here. He is still on earth and she's like up in heaven. And he talks about that specifically on Jesus Lord, right? Like, can I join mm-hmm. you? Uh, you think about moon and the, the sense of distance that's there, like don't leave so soon, like going to the moon, this idea of, I want to go to the moon to join you. Um, and even, with the album being called Donda, that first song being Donda chant, which felt like someone reaching out to Donda, like trying to like reconnect with her, feel her presence, her spirits. And then you have the literal song Donda that has the speech from Donda. It's her presence on the album in the sense that you're hearing like her words from 2007, but it definitely feels a lot more like she's here. It's a tipping point. This connection has been reestablished And it's after that song that we kind of get the upswing on the album. So to then close off with a song called No Child Left Behind, it feels almost like cared for in a way, like comforted. Like he was able to rediscover some kind of connection with his mom while here on Earth, right? He is the child that hasn't been left behind. And he feels that connection through like... God's presence God's grace the miracles God has performed knowing that his mom is like in heaven like on his behalf And if we've talked about a bit of a dovetail between like Donda and God uh, That Kanye seems to have had uh, ever since making the song only one right Mm -hmm. like that she's kind of a his representative in heaven or Like, she's the one that God's, like, kind of sending to talk to Kanye, work with Kanye, that kind of thing. That seems to be an agent of God in Kanye's mind. Um, So then having this No Child Left Behind, you get this aspect of, like, God as the father, Donda as the mother. And Ye very much feeling, like, protected and cared for. And when the album's called Donda, right, that connection just feels cemented in a way that at other points on the album was it there and Kanye wished for it yeah so I think whether people are aware of all of that or not Kanye has at least structured the album in a way to give this sense of looking for your mom having your mom and then knowing that your mom's like still present in there which adds like a degree of closure
0: yeah you're totally right about that like the closure I mean that's huge for Kanye and and part of this album by album journey we've seen him go on um, trying to find himself like find his purpose find whatever his like defining path is like we've seen him go through so many emotions, trying to find like a stability through fame you know and then through family and then through God like he but mixed within all of that has been this journey of like being born again becoming a kid again like we hear him talk about in ghost town um, and and it's been really interesting to see him like maneuver within that and find what exactly that is. And it, of course it's very complex. There's a lot of ways to get to that spot, but I think on Donda, like you're right. Like, I feel like you're, you're nailing it right there is that it had to be done through Donda. Like he had to, he had to reconnect with his mom in a way, musically, spiritually. Um, he, he uses this album to like work through all of these pains he's going through and and try to reach up to his mom and find guidance through this find the spiritual guidance through her and all throughout the album we've seen him like trying to tackle all these other issues that play into this idea of no child left behind like the the kids that are being killed by guns in this country the kids who feel oppressed by their government and by society his own kids in his own life like uh, up-and-coming artists in the industry like there are all these facets that play into it but none of that can work until Kanye himself discovers that you know he can't be left behind he's a kid too like he needs to work in himself and get himself to a spot where he can help other people he can do that through his mom and that's what this album is like that's what this build has been. Like Connie's at a spot where he can tackle all of these things now. Like he's in a good place and it's just incredible for like a single song, to cap cap off that journey so well, like it could end on come to life. Like that would be a meaningful ending to the album, but there's something just so transcendent and rising. And like this song puts Connie towards like, come to life It's him coming to life and this this song is like the ascension he's rising up he's ready to take on that role it's i i i love it that's so amazing
1: Yeah, you look at "Come to Life" and it it's very much uh, like kind of a culmination of the emotions that kanye had been feeling in relation to a lot of stuff with his wife, but also like him in the world at large. Yeah, and his children. It's very like grounded, right? It's very like earthly in terms of a song that's talking about like these are the things that I've been dealing with in my earthly life. But this album is so concerned with both the earthly and the uh, heavenly that if you were to just end with a song that's so earthly, it might not have the the entire resonance that you need. And you could argue that Pure Souls is also getting at more of the spiritual and heavenly, but Pure Souls is also kind of like grounded in Kanye's like past and emotions and current attitude and then you have come to life being a payoff on a lot of the other like earthly concerns that he has no child left behind is like so firmly spiritual and so firmly like set in this realm of like the larger context mm-hmm. the more macro aspect of everything that yeah i think it just has that scope and scale despite it being such a small song that is a necessary cap to an album that is the most epic album that like <laughs> Kanye has ever made. So something like this feels very fitting.
0: Ah, here comes the sun again. Uh <laughs> I ordered my blinds are on the way. But uh <laughs> let's see. Uh anyway, yeah, I, I totally agree. That that's that's just the most amazing part of the song is like how big it feels. Like it it's it it feels uh it feels endless the song just feels endless to me like it, it does go on for a while at the end with just music and no kanye no vori and it and it feels like it keeps expanding like i don't know it's just something they just captured something incredible with this song
1: Então, norium, Dante, no child left behind. 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 And we talked about No Child Left Behind in the context of Donda. But one of the other major themes on this album was, and we just kind of mentioned it, where Kanye is with Kim and his marriage and his family. Mm -hmm. Uh, We know that there was a song that was going to be on the album that made it onto the deluxe, uh, Never Abandon Your Family which was getting into some serious stuff in terms of the divorce, right? And this right. idea that Kanye was going to be distant from his kids and his children and having a song at the end called No Child Left Behind You and how often the divorce is kind of cited on this album. It's hard not to think about this in terms of Ye also declaring in his own way that like I'm not going to leave... My family behind like right. I'm not going to forget about my children. I'm still going to focus on like my family in the best way that I can So that's also one of the the aspects to this song and then as you talked about everything with uh, Younger artists and music industry and we we heard songs like Jesus Lord where Kanye went into the story of how gun violence affects people Vori and Little Dirk talked about gun violence And how that has affected them and the friends around them. So that's a major aspect. And we know that Kanye is trying to get away from that kind of violence and show people a better direction. Mm. So No Child Left Behind also taps into all of that. Um, It's funny. It does share the name with the um, education bill from George W. Bush. So funny. Which, yeah, was such a... A disaster in terms of standardized testing that it created this entire ecosystem where schools just taught to the standardized tests right uh because that's what their funding is so based coming. on yeah so <laughs> you had teachers that were like abandoning some of the key things that they would normally teach just because they were so concerned with the test and the test was so emphasized and the test wasn't always like the best thing for a kid to learn. It limited the curriculum, like all the standardization ended up being like a bit of a problem. And yay has, um, talked about education reform being like a big issue that he cares about. We know that he not only started easy Christian Academy during the pandemic, but he's now, uh, opening like, what was it? Donda Academy. Was that it? Yeah. Right. Why am I blanking on the school name? Yeah. Uh, the school that he's just opened, where he has like a high school basketball team already mm. playing, so I don't think he's necessarily thinking about like the No Child Left Behind Education <laughs> Bill and referring to that, but it's just uh, uh it's in the realm uh, like tangential to yeah. things that Kanye has been concerned about, and just looking at the future of children in America and the current states of children in America, I could almost hear him talking about the irony of how that bill failed and how we actually need to like not leave children behind the way that that bill actually ended up causing children to be left behind because it kind of forced a curriculum that wasn't good and thinking about standardized curriculums is something that kanye would just be against in general
0: (laughs) right yeah that is an interesting like crossroads because i agree there's no way the song is political like i I doubt it but uh, I feel like Kanye's political trajectory—he's—he's he's kind of open about the fact that he doesn't really know much about politics, <laughs> which is a weird platform to be on. But I, I think he's taking a much more philosophical, ideological approach. Yep. So when we hear Kanye, you know, when he says "No Child Left Behind," he's really thinking about it in the grand scheme of things. Like we see him discussing on this album, he's—he's he's thinking about this idea of advancing people in this country and and putting people on a better path from day one. Uh, it's part of a, a bigger idea that I think Kanye has just been working on. And, and it comes through his music, his fashion, just like his general, the way he wants to lead and motivate people. It's That's always really been co- part of Kanye's message. So it's, it is it is cool how No Child Left Behind naturally conflates with <laughs> the, the song, naturally conflates with the... The bill and like what that bill wanted to do like that is also what Kanye wants to do and it's an interesting merge
1: yeah like i don't think it was an intentional i mean you know who knows you could ask him and he'd be like of course i had that in mind yeah. or he'd be like no what <laughs> no um i would argue that that should be like a primary reading or even like an intentional thing but as you're saying like it is a nice like dovetail yeah uh, intended or not in how it lines up with the failure of that bill and what it attempted to do with standardization and everything that Kanye wants not to do <laughs> yeah right um, and then also don't want to use like the a word due to YouTube's algorithm but yay has talked a lot about uh, especially in 2020 and even somewhat in 2021 about um babies right Mm -hmm. and like trying to steer people away from uh like plan plan b like right or getting rid of the baby like that kind of thing um to where he's even on the drink champs interview talked about opening an orphanage or a center where women could just carry the baby and then give it away and know that it's going to be cared for, provided for and that he doesn't want to stop people from taking that choice who want to take that choice but he wants to give them an alternative so that's been something that he was tweeting a lot about is very much concerned with so I feel like in No Child Left Behind you get some of that as well like we're not going to we're going to create a future where the first choice isn't to ex-nay right the pregnancy but actually like no child will be left behind we're gonna make sure
0: every life is born into this world right yeah it's uh i mean Kanye's. it's the like dovetail that was the word i was looking for that you used <laughs> it is like a dovetail <laughs> between like what he's been talking about his music for so long and and then just like what his. you know what he wants to accomplish as a leader it's interesting yeah, so it's like No Child Left
1: Behind is like pretty straightforward in terms of something to say. Yeah. But in context of Yay, yeah. it's loaded, especially in terms of like all the threads we've seen on the album and all the ways you could then apply it there, but then also all the things that Kanye has been talking about just in life and his worldview, right? Yeah. That he doesn't necessarily get into on the album, but we know our concerns of his in general. So a pretty loaded, <laughs> excuse me, a pretty loaded song in that way. <laughs> pretty loaded, incredibly spare song. Yeah, right? <laughs> Doing the most with the least. <laughs> I love it. Back again, I use my back against so the wall. Never caught on y'all, never count on y'all, always count on God. Back again, I use my back against so the wall Never caught on y'all Never count on y'all I always count on God He's done
0: miracles on me
1: Okay, so we have Vori just starting with No Child Left Behind, right? Repeating that a few times um, Kind of giving that like slow build and atmosphere And then we get the verse starting Where Vori says, back again I used my back against the wall, never called on y'all, never count on y'all, I'll always count on God. So these are like, he repeats that twice, kind of like Jesus is Lord, you know? Yeah, right. And it's the bulk of the lyrics on on the song. It's just No Child Left Behind, those, and then Kanye saying he's done miracles on me. Uh, There are some, like, I think the general takeaway we get from this is just like, things go south, but I can always count on God. Like, I know that he will be make it good again, and that encapsulates what we see on the album, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Ye's in a dark spot for much of the first half of this album, and then by the end of it, he feels made new again, purified, he's come back to life, and that, like, God was there for him. So, yeah, his back was against a wall, and God, like, saved him. Right. So you do get this encapsulation of the album. And I do think Back Again also plays into that. And you talk about like the sense of catharsis or closure that this song has. You look back to how the album opens with jail. And we talked about how it's on Lord I Need You, he talks about freedom, and then Come to Life, he says, when I'm mm-hmm. free, I'm free. Which was a nice um, like coming full circle moment from being in jail to being free. And Mm -hmm. even, like, back again also implies, like, I'm out of jail. Here I am again. I'm back again. Right. So I feel like you get some, like, full circle-ness from that. We also have, like, God-breathed, which talks about, like, God bringing life. Like, God gives the breath of life to someone. That's how he gave Adam life in the Bible um, and brought people into this world. So God's breath is associated with life. We had praise God where Ye talks about coming out of the graveyard and back to life and that we had come to life which was the payoff on those things so having back again also feels like a payoff on back to life, come to life like here we are again like back out of the graveyard, back out of jail, so I don't know if that, if Vori was going for all of that if yay was like use back again or any of that but whether it was intentional or not that idea of back again feels very in line with the journey that we've gotten over the course of this album which is hey i'm in jail mentally spiritually emotionally socially but through god and through like my own work on myself i'm now out of jail and now here i am back to life back again
0: I mean, No Child Left Behind. I'm looking at the trackless track tracker now. It's consistently been at the end of the album. And that's no surprise. Like everything you're describing, I, put it at the end of anything and it kind of conveys that energy. Like you've got, because knowing it's a Kanye album, there's going to be a lot of ups and downs. There's going to be a lot of adversity. There's going to be a lot of overcoming things and hurdles and mm-hmm. obstacles. So, like at the end, back again back my used my back against the wall like with my back against the wall like that's what i'm at my strongest like it's such a kanye sentiment um yeah that it would that line would encompass anything the album was doing (laughs) like it's it's (laughs) such a classic kanye thing to do i feel like like his openers and closers always kind of have that feel like they're very broad in scope um and very emotional and and so yeah that's not that surprising (laughs) <laughs> and I like uh, you
1: pointing out Vori. Like it's easy to hear. I used to have my back against the wall, or yeah. think that because when you think about having your back against the wall, you're like pressed. Right, things are closing mm. in on you. You have nowhere to run. Your back's against the wall. It's kind of like if you're coming up on a, a deadline for work or for a school assignment. Right, you only have an hour till it's due. Your back's against the wall. You're running out of options, ways to turn. So it has this sense of like my back's against the wall, but I use like that's what I used. Yeah, yeah. it's so good. I love like, it. <laughs> like that's what I use to, to like get ahead. Yeah, and like. That and counting on God. So being being down is what gets you up. Right. Um, which is what Ye has talked about so often, yeah. which is why you're saying it's such a perfect Kanye line. Yeah. Um, even though it's a Vori line, it's just fitting for <laughs> like, the Kanye energy yeah, and right. atmosphere. and Yeah. Uh, and then never called on y'all, never count on y'all. <laughs> we... T- <laughs> it- I, I don't read too much into this. I know that's probably shocking um, <laughs> coming from me. But it's like saying never called in y'all, never counting y'all feels like a little antagonistic in general. Like, I never needed any of you. I never relied on any of you. Like, I just needed myself. I just needed right. God. Like, screw y'all. It, you could try to read into all of that and how it maybe differs from... Uh, the tone that Yay had been setting down mm-hmm. uh, in the last like run of songs after television, right? Lord, I need you, pure souls, um come to life, and then this. But I think it's just kind of setting off like God, right? Mm-hmm. It's just showing that, you know, the people around you they might help, they might not help. like, You don't know if you can or can't trust like people, but you do know that you can trust God. You do know that God will be there for you. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's necessarily there to call out anyone more so just to like set off how important God is and how powerful God is.
0: Yeah, I agree, especially, I mean, just thinking about the energy and tone of the album and you know, at the end he's like trying to make peace of Drake. Like it's like he's like looking for beef with anyone. <laughs> like it's very open and spiritual and communal. Um, so yeah, that just seems like more of a a y way to say like me and God are homies. Like I only count on God. Like uh, and and knowing the way Kanye's even talked about God, like thinking about a song I Am a God and how like this power of God comes from within, uh, that's more how I read it, like when you're someone like Kanye and you face a loss, a lot of adversity in in the public society and social media, like it can feel like your back's against the wall. Like everyone's coming at you and try actively trying not to understand the things you say. Um, And really coming at you when things don't come out, right. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But like, you count on god like you you channel the spirit from within like you can empower yourself past this it's that's the energy i really read so yeah antagonism like if there is any antagonism to it it's not really like the kind of like i'm gonna fight you it's more of just like i'm so strong that like i can overcome anything
1: yeah which <laughs> some could like maybe be like well is it that the whole thing that got him in trouble in the first place They're like yeah but i think it's just a little celebratory yeah. yeah. It's just supposed to be like, you know,
0: God's the one and only. Mm. Yeah, I don't see anything wrong with that. Go, Kanye. <laughs> Slash 40. <laughs> Slash 4. Another day is here and
1: you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals.
0: He's done miracles on me. He's done miracles on me. He's done miracles on me. He's done miracles on me.
1: then Kanye comes in with he's done miracles on me which kind of like puts it into perspective right it's it's not just he's done miracles for me like oh I needed like money and he gave me money right or I needed an opportunity and he gave me an opportunity that would be doing miracles for someone Mm -hmm. this is doing miracles on someone which gets at like your behavior, your perspective, right. all of those things, and that's what Ye is saying. Like he's done these miracles on me to make me the person that I need to be, to get me in the mindset that I need, to get me like the outlooks that I need, the responses that I need to things. So, and that's one of the things that we kind of see over the course of the album, with even how he's speaking about. Uh, his relationship with Kim, right? There's different times he's talking about what happened in the marriage and where it went and to have Come to Life be the final song and have this like awareness of what he could have done differently and what he should have done. There's just a change in perspective that we noted over the course of this season uh, from how Ye is talking on jail through Believe What I Say And then after that, after like remote control, when God like takes his hand and steers him in a new direction, right? After heaven and hell, when the devils get kicked out and start praying, and it feels like God's really asserting presence into Kanye's life, and then Donda onward as well, where the songs start taking a much more uh, spiritual and religious change in terms of The production and the refrains and everything else so like we see over the course of this album a change come over Kanye and the way that he's speaking and behaving and viewing things and talking about things like we're witnessing the miracle be done on him as his um, approach to life is uh, growing stronger and like better like more positive more like spiritual. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just an embodiment of the album.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't even know really what to add to that. The, the other big thing I feel like that's being done here and it really is just a, a a cherry on top of everything you've said is the release of the ego. Like this idea that, that miracles are being done on you, that you need miracles to be done on you. Like you are not the person that, wills everything into existence like god works through you like when the word of god comes th- out of your mouth when you're spreading the word of god it, it's some it's it god is channeling this energy through you and as long as you allow that energy to come in and then and then as long as you you know expel that energy and and release that light into the world like then you can do good things like miracles are done on you like you you are in a bad place and like God brought you out of it and then now has put you on a better path. You didn't do this, God did. And that release of the ego's been a huge thing we've seen Kanye discuss and work on both in his music and in the public. Like he it, really thinking about that Instagram message he posted um just the other day oh, yeah. uh would we record the Thanksgiving the prayer? Yes, the Thanksgiving prayer which was all about releasing the ego and and becoming in tune with the world and thinking about the people in your life like he owes all that to God. So miracles done on me. Like it's a very loaded statement.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. And you know, going to the Psalms, going back to the Bible, if you look up miracle in the new international version and the King James version of the Bible, you get 30 hits in the new international version. You get 37 in the King James version. And most of them, or a lot of them are talking about either, uh, the Jewish people being led out of Egypt by Moses and the miracles that God performed to make that happen. So there's a lot of reference to that. And then in the new Testament, it's just reference to like the miracles that Jesus has performed and people not doing miracles, like in the name of Jesus kind of thing. Like don't, Mm -hmm. don't use my name was one of the ones that I saw. Um, But there is a, a Psalm Psalm 77 that felt very fitting To all of this. And, you know, I don't know if it, I wouldn't say that it's directly where this came from in the way that some of what we talked about during uh, the Jesus is King season, we're like, no, this is absolutely this psalm. Like, this is what it comes right. from. Even on this album, we've talked about, like, this is from this Bible verse. This is from this Bible verse. So we do know that Kanye has lifted directly from Psalms and Bible verses for some of these lyrics, like the, the Jesus is Lord lyrics were from um, Philippians 2, or Philippians. I don't know how you say it. Sure. But <laughs> they directly say that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow Uh, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father, which Kanye took those and changed it into every knee shall bow, every tongue confess Jesus is Lord. So just kind of poeticized it. Right. So when we look at Psalm 77, you get, I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. When I was in distress, I sought the Lord. At night, I stretched out untiring hands and I would not be comforted. I remembered you, God, and I groaned. I meditated and my spirit grew faint. You kept my eyes from closing. I was too troubled to speak. I thought about the former days, the years of long ago. I remember my songs in the nights. My heart meditated and my spirit asked, will the Lord reject forever? Will he never show his favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time? Has God forgotten to be merciful? Has he in anger withheld his compassion? Then I thought, to this I will appeal. The years when the Most High stretched out his right hand. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all of your works and meditate on your mighty deeds. Your ways, God, are holy. What God is as great as our God? You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. With your mighty arm, you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. The water saw you, God. The water saw you and ride. The very depths were convulsed. The clouds poured down water. The heavens resounded with thunder. Your arrows flashed back and forth. Your thunder was heard in the whirlwind. Your lightning lit up the world. The earth trembled and quaked. Your path led through the sea. Your way through the mighty waters, though your footprints were not seen. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. So, it doesn't quite feel like a song, but... <laughs> You at least have that like part of like crying out for God's help, feeling in distress, and then remembering that like the Lord has power and does miracles and all of that, which Yeah. It feels in line with some of the journey of this, though I wouldn't say that Kanye specifically had Psalm seventy seven in mind. It's just you see how this is a a recurring theme in the Bible, right? Not just from this psalm, but so many stories and instances. Totally, There's this idea of feeling like lost and faint and God coming in and like performing a miracle on you. So very biblical.
0: Yeah, it's totally what I was, that's what I was going to say. Like listening to you read that psalm, like it feels like it's just the general spiritual journey. Yeah, You don't even have to think of it spiritually. Like if you don't want to, if you're not, religious and like, you don't believe in God and that's not part of your life. Like the the entire journey of becoming whole again and getting past something and feeling renewed, like that's just something anybody can relate to. And in this album, like there's so many instances of that, like all these little things you have to overcome in your life. Like you're right. Like there's so many stories in the Bible that pertain to that. And that's why the Bible is so motivating. Like I myself am not religious and like, and I, still moved by stories in the bible and the the things people go through and work through it's it's just all part of the human experience and it's something Kanye's so good at relaying over the course of an entire album even if it's an hour and 20 minutes long like the Connie's just reached this point where he's doing it so well that it's it's incredible yeah there's just that like
1: resonance right like even if you don't like Connect with the actual, like literal aspects of one of the the Bible right. stories or tales or a, a story from the Bible. There's something to the human element that you can just connect to, and somebody else is feeling empowered from that. You understand it, whether or not you agree with the specifics of it. You get the machinations, you get the emotion, which is why like listening to Jesus is king as like a non-religious person can still be a very powerful experience and very beautiful experience.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And Mm. okay. Gosh, is there anything else to talk about?
1: I don't think so. I think just this song shows that there's like this sense of redemption that we get at the end of this album, this sense of transcendence that calls back to and pays off on the idea that we began with with like chanting for Donda at the beginning because mm-hmm. like, you're wanting to feel Donda's presence and this connection between Donda and heaven and God so when you're feeling Donda's presence you're feeling God's presence and vice versa yeah. and then with jail and feeling like you're stuck you're alone you're isolated and now at the very end feeling a sense of freedom and openness and transformation I think the album like comes full circle in that way. And it's just like, what a journey. Like, yeah. I it, was re listening to Donda recently and just completely blown away by like the, the path it takes us along and the emotions that you feel. And it's just, it's such a film,
0: you know? Yeah. It's an emotionally <laughs> draining experience for sure. It's uh I feel like on top of everything you said, this idea of no child left behind, like there, there's such, um, there's such care in that statement. I think Kanye has for himself, like realizing that he's a child that can't be left behind. Like on top of everything, like Kanye, as big as his ego can seem, like he's a very fragile, vulnerable person, and he has to concentrate on himself. He has to take care of himself mentally, spiritually. So that whole emotional journey you're talking about that you go on listening to this album, which by the way, after you've talked about the album this much <laughs> or listened to all these episodes, like it's an awesome experience. Um, to to go through all that to see Kanye going through all of those those emotions uh, here at the end, it it, do, it feels just relieving and there's like this release of tension and there's this ascension happening that I I don't think has happened on another Kanye album like. You you're right like the journey it takes you on is just so profound and legendary and next level for Kanye he's he's kind of reached a a new apex. Yeah, which is
1: far above <laughs> I think what anyone else is doing. Like, I would have to agree with that. Is there is there another album that compares to this? And like I even I love I love damn I love to pimp a butterfly and Uh, good kid mad city but i feel like even they start to feel smaller in comparison to what donda is doing not to make this like a a yay versus kendrick (laughs) or you have to tear down another artist in order to make this feel good like those are some of the best works of the 21st century right album wise it's just when i think about is there an album that compares to this in terms of like scope scale uh just uh, contextuality like the story that's going on concept right like the closest things are kendrick albums and even the kendrick albums start to feel like a little smaller to me in comparison
0: hmm. yeah i uh it's just kind on a different level especially for what we like doing on this show um <laughs> yeah because obviously like damn it's just like it's the Pippa Butterfly, Good Kid, Bad City—like, there's so much to unpack in those albums. You could talk about it for weeks, but Connie's just doing something that us movie nerds like specifically. <laughs> <laughs> he really is making movies yeah. and albums for like it's—it's it's incredible. Yep,
1: and this is uh, definitely like this length of a movie, especially I've <laughs> I started to incorporate into my preferred version of Donda. Uh, Never Abandon Your Family after Believe Uh, What I Say, and Life of the Party after Moon, yeah, and then Up From the Ashes um, after Tell the Vision, I think, or Lord, I Need You, and that's extended the album to like an hour and 49 (laughs) minutes kind of thing. And you do Jesus Lord part two? And I do Jesus Lord part two, and Remote Control part two. Uh, (laughs) That's a long album. It's a long album, so I'm like listening to it. I'm like, this is watching a movie. I'm just like laying here with the yeah. album. I'm like, this is a movie. Like, I'm,
0: I'm listening going to a movie. a movie.
1: Yeah. Oh man. Well, <laughs> I guess uh, that's it for our Donda lyrical analysis. We'll mm-hmm. be back with our actual post season wrap up, where we talk about highlights, highs and lows, surprises, and then of course our uh, re defined song rankings oh yeah we did the song rankings at the start of the season before we had gone through and now doing them again at the end to see what changed what has risen what has fallen if anything you know in that way but i'm excited to see how we how we rank everything at this point
0: oh yeah i'm looking at my list now okay yeah i'm excited to listen to this album again i'm gonna give it a full listen and rank the songs while i'm listening oh man i have no idea where this is gonna go this is gonna be I can't wait to do this actually. <laughs> I forgot about this. <laughs> oh yeah. Alright. Look forward to it. Yeah. Okay. Uh but until then, we would appreciate it. And this is just we don't think this is a insane request or anything, but we would really like it if y'all kept it wavy.
1: And
0: And I am Three years to And they ask me, they ask me, they ask me, I tell them. Raise your glasses, your glasses, your glasses To the sky, This is the last call
1: for alcohol